Strong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the top-tier brewing stand. Visit them online at BlickmanEngineering.com. Time for the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think, Jamil Zainashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Greetings, greetings. <laughs> Bell Coman, brewing brethren. <laughs> is that is that the uh, the Blickman uh, greeting now? Threw a little Joking. German in there for you. Yes. Oh, what's her name? <laughs> <laughs> As you can hear, we have our... Uh... Do you have a little German in you? No, but would you like some? <laughs> As you can hear, we have our fine sponsor... Mr. John Blickman here in the studio live with us, and uh, totally unplanned. I don't think he was uh, here uh, doing. Uh, he was at uh, More Beer doing uh, some uh, wine making. Were you were you doing there? Yes, we were uh, doing a trial run of the or a kind of a a uh, training run on the new Wine Easy Wine Press. Right? Yeah, you, you're doing all the wine equipment now, and you've got. Uh, uh, we're doing the progasm shows here, so. Uh, uh, you've got the uh, new two-barrel uh, nano system for for those that uh, want to do uh, like a two-barrel and get started. And you got the one-barrel still, right? Yep, we've had the one-barrel for a while, and just uh, uh, just this last week came out with the two-barrel uh, nice uh, brew pot. And here shortly we'll have the two-barrel fermenter as well. Oh, excellent. So, excellent. Uh, what do you use for heating the two-barrel system? Is it the same burner system, or you have a different one, or? What we recommend for the one barrel really is, since it's predominantly used for commercial applications, is a commercial stock pot range. Ah, uh, okay. And those are anywhere from ninety to one hundred twenty thousand BTU per hour, and those work very well. Um, they they carry all the fire ratings, UL ratings, all that. You mean uh, that that Chinese jet burner that says it's a, a quarter of a million BTU isn't really a quarter of a million BTU? Not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where they they come up with that. Where they're measuring it. Yes. Yeah, it's it's pretty easy to measure the BTU. Mm-hmm. You just put a put the propane tank on a scale, right? Weigh it, burn it for an hour. See how much weigh it is again burned, and right? multiply by the uh, lower heating value of the fuel, and, and then, that tells uh, you. And then the, and then you have efficiency of transfer and things like that. So you're not even getting all those BTUs, but at least you know how much the burner was consuming at the time. Right. 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 Now, what about the two barrel? What, what's what's that fired with? Uh, we uh, in Indianapolis Beer Brewery uh, is they've been doing a lot of our testing for us in a commercial application, and they use um, the uh, jet type burner mm-hmm. uh, that uh, I know more beer sells it and uh, yeah. quite a few other places, and uh, that seems to work quite well for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know you can use the traditional stockpot ranges. We've got a few breweries commercial breweries that uh i've got our equipment they use that very successfully Hmm. what what are the dimensions of the two barrel pot uh it is essentially our not essentially it is our 55 gallon pot which is roughly 24 inches in diameter Mm -hmm. and uh it's an extension that just uh slips right onto the top so it makes it uh you know the neat thing is if you really think you're only needing a one barrel system Mm -hmm. uh you can quickly upgrade uh if you want to uh double your batch size uh, and it gives you the flexibility, too, to do smaller batches uh, mm. if you want. It also makes it real easy to clean the unit out. You don't need a man way to get in and, and clean it out. Sure. Okay. What does a man weigh? Oh, no. All right. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm thinking instead of doing our progasm wrap-up, maybe we should do a nano brewing equipment that, uh, That's probably a good idea. Show. You up for that, John? I am up for about anything. I, I think equipment. Here we go. All right. Well, well, let's do this. Let's um, 
Uh, first, let me let me talk about uh, our fine sponsor, Blickman. Blickman Engineering. Uh, Blickman with two N's. Go to BlickmanEngineering.com and check out all the fine gear they have there. And like JP likes to say, Blickman Engineering, innovating your brew day. Which I think is a great slogan. I really That is sassy. I like it. It's fantastic. You know what would show appreciation is a few zeros on a rectangular piece of paper. As long as there's no new With with made out for zero dollars. With an even number in front of Roman. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I think <laughs> I think uh you know, uh, I think it's a great slogan, but I think it's it's an even better uh company with even better people and products. Literally uh, I'm so impressed every time, you know, when we were in uh uh Bellevue, Washington for the conference, sitting with with your group of people. I was just so yeah. impressed with how passionate they are, how intelligent they are. Uh, you know how fun-loving they are, and just a generally nice group of folks that uh, really want to make, you know, high-quality products that you know, and 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 have a product that they can be proud to sell to customers, and and have the customers uh, be successful and happy with it. You could just tell in their core that's what they're they're about. Definitely, it's yeah. you know, and they took pride in working for Blickman versus, um, you know, just doing something for a living. They're doing something because they could feel good about it at the, right. in the end result. Right. And that's the kind of sponsor uh, Blickman Blickman Engineering is. So go check it out. Go to BlickmanEngineering.com. Blickman with two ends, and uh, you know, check out the products there and send a send a nice email to uh, John Blickman and and tell him how much you appreciate their paying for the show, so you don't have to. All right, let's do this. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to get into uh, talking about how to outfit your nano brewery, what kind of equipment, uh, where you can get it, what you can source, how you can save some money, where you want to apply your your your, yeah. your limited funds to get yourself rolling, and uh, how you can expand after that. All right, short break. Back after this. When you hear Blickman Engineering, think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the intuitive beer gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The auto sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. Where can you still find 795 nationwide shipping, a friendly, knowledgeable staff, and all of the stuff to brew for less? Homebrew stuff. <laughs> Isn't the homebrew stuff a sexual maneuver? Homebrew stuff is the largest homebrew supplier in the Northwest and can be found in Garden City, Idaho, and online at homebrewstuff.com. Equipment and ingredients for brewing beer and wine, soda and liquors, books, instructional DVDs, beginner kits, and a great selection of grain and hops. Homebrew stuff also has dozens of free videos online to help make brewing easier. Easier. Visit homebrewstuff.com now for the best prices with their match or beat guarantee. BN Army members can take 10% off their first order with the coupon code BN Army. Kegs, regulators, faucets, towers, carboys, conicals, barrels, you name it. Get your homebrew stuff for less at homebrewstuff.com. Homebrew stuff, <laughs> not a sexual maneuver. Just the best prices and great service on all the stuff you need. Homebrewstuff.com. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishef, and I love a bold, hoppy beer, one that spits resin in your face and makes you cry, Uncle. There are a lot of great hoppy beers out there, but at Heretic, we want to make something as bold, dank, and resiny as possible. We use hops at every chance we get, including multiple dry hop additions. The result is Heretic Evil Cousin. This light golden, 8% Imperial IPA has an easy malt character that helps take the edge off the massive bittering but it takes a back seat to the in-your-face hop character. We make sure this beer finishes dry so the hops can jump out and slam me in the taste buds. If you can't get enough hoppy goodness, Evil Cousin is your cup of tea. Cheers. Ah, 
some more brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is awesome. No, I'm... Yes, but the cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. We're talking about uh, the equipment, the nano equipment. Uh, we've got uh, one of the great uh, equipment manufacturers right here, designers, inventors, manufacturers, uh, Mr. John Blickman. And uh, uh, because he's here and because we're talking about the program, and because they've got a new two-barrel uh, brew equipment that, uh, out just on the market, out with it. Just, yeah, um, we thought it would be a good time to kind of get into uh, the nano equipment. You know, the... I think the difficult part for a lot of people is where do I source this equipment? How do I, you know, uh, how do I find everything I need in order to open my, my nano brewery to get started? And, uh, you know, what's, what's the, the, the grand cost going to be? And what's the, what's the upgrade strategy from that? If I start that, you know, am I stuck there? Am I going to have to dump all that equipment and do something else? Now, John, before the break, you were talking about how, uh, the 54, 55 gallon mm-hmm, pot, 55. uh, has an extender and that takes it up to two barrels. That's right. It's a, uh, a simple add on. We had a lot of, uh, breweries that, uh, uh, have been using our equipment for, uh, for their nano breweries mm-hmm. and, um, in fairly short order, a lot of them uh, reached their capacity. They were brewing, you know, every day. Most of them did start brewing every day. So a barrel a day. And uh, some were brewing twice a day, and they were looking to increase their capacity, but didn't quite have the cash flow yet to go to a full system. Uh-huh. And uh, so we uh, came up with this uh, product that essentially just, uh, it's a cylinder that uh, with a seal that slides right into the top of the huh. 55-gallon pot. Interesting. And it's a, a quick add-on. Um, it also makes it easier to clean. Mm-hmm. And if you do, uh, you know, some esoteric beer where you don't want... Uh, two barrels of it you can just use right. just the 55 gallon equipment for uh-huh, it uh-huh. so it's a fairly low cost way to uh, double your your brew house mm-hmm. that's really neat now now what about um uh the uh the mash ton what, what are people using for that for for a two barrel nano well, the uh, the mash tun, uh, the fifty five gallon uh, pot that they had been using with our false bottom as mm-hmm. the mash tun, uh, can continue to be used as the mash tun. You just mm-hmm. run a, uh, a deeper mash bed. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what's the a, what's what would the, be the depth on a green bed like that? Uh, the depth on that would typically be about uh, forty inches, forty eight inches, so fairly deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you do have, you know, you may lose a little bit of, uh, efficiency or just have to run your, uh, mash a little bit slower mm-hmm. so that you can draw okay. all the wort, 
through yeah. that deep of a mash bed. So there are a little bit of uh, adding rice holes or something, increased permeability, perhaps. Yeah, that's that would help as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there are there are always some compromises, uh, you know, when you uh, do something like that. But you know, the nice thing is it's a it's a very quick way to add on extra capacity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes it fairly easy to clean because it's you know you're really just cleaning two smaller pieces. You don't have the manway accesses or try to use right. CIP equipment. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and I imagine uh, you know, and one of the reasons we were talking about this uh, during the break. One of the reasons that people look to do a nano is you know they don't have a lot of money to invest. Right. They want to you know proof of concept. They want to get rolling with a tasting room that'll generate the the maximum revenue per ounce off of their beer. And um, you know what what they can do to save save money until they can build up more resources. You could probably start with one fifty five gallon vessel, mm-hmm. uh, and and the false bottom. Do your mash, run your wort into another container, yeah, you know, temporary food grade container. Clean out the mash tun, and then use it to boil your wort as well. And, uh, you know, save yourself the, the cost there. And that gets you rolling. You could, you know, right. get your proof of concept up pretty cheap that way. And then uh, once you got money rolling in, you can go ahead and buy the, the extra kettle hmm. and go from there and maybe even go to a, you know, a, a two-barrel kettle. Yeah. You know. And, you know, a lot of the, uh, you know, with running any business, including uh, my business, a lot of that is uh, establishing a cash flow uh, mm-hmm. that you can go to a bank with you know, where they get a uh, higher comfort factor that, okay, you know, this is a viable business, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they've got positive cash flows, and mm-hmm. and then you can move up to that uh, next system if that's right. what you're intending to do. Well, and just, just being able to show sales, it's like, look, we have, uh, you know, 20 customers every Friday, we have, you know, 10 every Thursday, we sell X amount of beer, that's all the beer we can produce, uh, you know, if I could have, you know, fifteen thousand dollars i could buy all this equipment i could do this i could add a few more you know stools to my tasting area and it's going to produce this much more beer i'll be able to generate this much more revenue they like seeing things like that like like john's saying uh, you know we're doing our expansion i was able to uh get a a nice loan from union bank of course i had to personally guarantee it but (laughs) i was able to get a you know based on what we're doing now versus you know uh, you know, the fact that we can't produce enough beer, uh, I was able to get that loan because they look at our business now. Um, had the business not been existing and yeah. selling product and, and have a good distribution, I wouldn't have been able to get the, the loan personally uh, without that. So right. it was a combination of business success and being willing to personally guarantee it that, that made it possible. Right. You know, and there's a lot of balance, too. Uh, with, you know, everybody's got a different tolerance for risk. And, right. you know, so it's, you know, you've got to decide what your risk tolerance is. And, you know, if you, you know, if you're uh, not real confident, uh, you can start with a smaller system and you've got a lot less risk. You've got something that's fairly quickly uh, resaleable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and I think a lot of it too is, you know, when I started my business, I was thinking, you know, I, I really love designing stuff. I love building stuff, but I really didn't know if I'd like the business side of it. You know, the, you know, the whole financial side of it, the accounting side of it, you know, the marketing advertising side of it. And it turns out I really loved it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that, that worked out very well, but you know, sometimes you take a hobby, which for me was homebrewing and you turn it into a business and, you know, it may not be as fun as what it was. So, you know, that's another, another way you can try to, you know, just sample and, and see if this, uh, works for you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as you grow bigger, I know, uh, uh, Darren at the beer brewery, he's, uh, uh he's really gonna, ultimately going to be looking at the equipment, he, the Blickman equipment he's got as, as a great pilot system mm-hmm. or just to run some seasonal specials, mm-hmm. you know, as right. he goes into a bigger system. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I imagine if you were you know, moving from that to, you know, even a 15 barrel system, you know, 10, 15, 20 barrel system, uh, you know, still having a two barrel is, uh, you know, useful for a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I know, know, um, one, one nano brewery I've been to, uh, Wits End Brewing in Denver mm-hmm. has, has all Blickman equipment and, uh, they have the one barrel system, I think. Um, and then using one barrel conical fermenters and, uh, he 
is able to you know wheel them from room to room you know he fills them in the brewing room and then put wheels them into a cold room for room mm-hmm. fermentation and then is able to wheel those out into uh, you know his bright tanks and so on now now what about uh fermenters john uh you know what kind of fermenters do you have that'll that'll support a, a you know one or two barrel uh, nano? Uh, we've got um, our one barrel uh, conicals, and mm-hmm. uh, we're just doing some field testing on our two barrel mm-hmm. uh, system that's doing quite well. Mm-hmm. So uh, in a few months we'll we'll have that to roll out the the two barrel conicals, and um, you know one of our first. Uh, uh, big commercial or uh, big nanos was uh, that's kind of an oxymoron, isn't it? Big, <laughs> big nano, nano. <laughs> uh, um, was a like jumbo shrimp. Yes, yeah. <laughs> was a Cave Mountain Brewery out in Wyndham, New York, and um, they really they've got a uh, it's it's pretty neat how they they've got exactly figured out how many days they're going to keep it in their uh, their conicals, mm-hmm. and and they cycle cycle them in right to a schedule, and mm-hmm. then it goes into uh, they drain it into two half barrel kegs, which is their mm-hmm. their bright tank serving tank mm-hmm. uh, and 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 tax tank, mm-hmm. and um, and then they've got a a cold room that they uh, they bring those kegs in, carbonate them, and and they know right. exactly uh, how much time each one is going to spend in there. Mm-hmm. So they've really got it down to a you know a, a science as to how many days uh, a week they need to brew, uh, you know, to keep those fermenters always full. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, yeah. any any plans of doing uh, like a four barrel or a six barrel uh, fermenter? I think you know people could actually buy like a seven barrel jacketed fermenter, jacketed unitank, and could fill it with, you know fill it with the two barrel uh, brew plant. Yeah, yes, you, know, you could do a, a couple uh, of brews and, you know, uh, the, and fill like it that the, way. Like mm-hmm. the bigger uh, commercial breweries, uh, they don't they don't buy tanks necessarily uh, matched to the size of the brew plant. The brew plant runs twenty four seven, and it fills these these bigger tanks because there's uh, an economy in keeping the brew plant constantly running because uh, it doesn't cool down. And, uh, you know, you just keep that process going and you, you, uh, it's much cheaper than buying a, a bigger brew plant. But, you know, if you can fill a, a seven barrel fermenter, I mean, you're up to pretty substantial pub size at that oh, yeah. point. I mean, you know, yeah. there was the old seven barrel brewery thing because it was, you know, the size of the Grundies back then. But, right, right. um, you know, then, then you're, then you're talking some serious volume. Mm-hmm. And, it is. Uh, that's good. good. You know, point. a seven barrel fermenter doesn't take up a whole lot of floor space. Yeah. You know, you can still stay in a small building if you've got a, you know, a, a sea of smaller ones. You can maybe do something bigger as well. So I think that's a good, you know, expansion plan. You know, if you can start filling seven barrel fermenters off of. Uh, yeah, know, that's a great idea. You know, and that can be, you know, you can even do some of that interim, you know, where, OK, I can uh, add on the larger fermenter, but I'll keep my same brew house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as demand grows, then, OK, I can upgrade my. Uh, mash capability and add another right. uh, fermenter in. Yeah, yeah. They say if you're if you're not using your brew plant, you know, certain number of days a week, then your brew plant is too big. Uh, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's a good point. So, uh, you know, a, a two barrel brew plant, you could probably do you know three batches in a day, at least. Yeah, and uh, you know, in a twenty four hour period. And, you know, you can hire some other homebrewers to come <laughs> in and work the overnight shift. You do three a day. You could do 21 a week. You could ma- be making, you know, 40, 42 barrels of beer a week. And I bet you you could probably push that that uh, that kettle and that mash tun and probably get, you know, closer to two and a half or two and a quarter out of it. And, uh, you know, you could be up to 50 barrels a, a week. And 50 barrels a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if it's two weeks, you're, you know, you're, you're talking a 2,500 barrel brewery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so. that's, that's more than, uh, we're selling, doing at Heretic right now on a 30 barrel brew plant. So it's possible to do considerable volume at that point. And especially if you have, you're retailing it all through a tasting room, you should be profitable. You should yeah. be making, you should be making some pretty good cash and allow you to uh, expand at that point. Yeah. Now, of course it requires a lot of dedication, a lot of hard work, but. I think a lot of it too is, is planning. It's, you need to have a long-term plan. You can't be thinking strategy, just a few yeah. months out. You've got to have a strategy. Yeah. Where am I going to be mm-hmm. next year? 
five years and in 10 years. What is my plan? Now, that's not to say that you're locked in and that's what you've got to do. Right. But you need to have, you need to know where you're going so you don't end up stagnating. Stagnating or going, oh, now I'm screwed because I, you know, overreached. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I overreached or I, mi- I totally missed an opportunity because I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of that's having that plan of, you know, I'm going to get to uh, a 15 barrel brew house size in my market. And if, if you have that, that mindset, that that's where I'm going, then you're going to be doing those things that you need to do now mm-hmm. to get yourself there. Right. Right. You know, whether it be, you know, working with banks and, you know, and just checking in with them, letting them know here's where we're at, mm-hmm. uh, you know, thinking about, okay, this is the kind of equipment that I'll need. This is the kind of space. Uh, physical uh, space I'm going to need. Do, mm-hmm. You know, can I stay in my same building or do I need to be looking right. for a bigger facility? You right. know, all you, of those things. If you end up putting a lot of infrastructure into your building, you need to make sure you're going to, you know, right. utilize all that and, and get your money back out of it uh, or, you know, have an expansion plan that does a building. Our our new building that we're moving into, we, we got one third of the building and the reason, one of the reasons we went to that building is because it's you know a smaller chunk to start with, but we have an option to take the next space next to us for you know in about a year or so, and then we have an option to buy the entire building. So we're we're able to expand, and then there's cookie cutter more of these buildings in the same area, same development. So we can go ahead and buy some other buildings, and so we should be able to stay there for quite a long time. And I think you know having that. If I'm going to put in a tasting room and make a nice tasting room, I want to be able to use that thing until yeah. it's so worn down that I need to build another one. Absolutely, you Never know that penny out of it. That really is that that planning, you know, and it's and it's you can't get in that mindset that okay, then that's absolutely what I have to do because things change, you know, situations change, you know, but it sure. you, you still have to have that long term vision, just freshen that vision up every six to twelve months on, right. on what you're going to do, and and just make sure you're ready and prepared for it. Well, that's one of the things I think. Um, you know, you need to be more of a uh, a business person. You know, if if you had, somebody was asking me, you know, should I go to, you know, what kind of education should I get? Uh, yeah. You know, to to open a brew, should I go to you know brewing school? Or should I go to UC Davis or Siebel Institute or whatever? I said you should probably go to business school. And once you've been to business school, then consider going to brewing school. But if if you had to choose between brewing school and business school. You know, as, a, as an experienced home brewer, which would you choose, John? Absolutely, the business school side. Yeah. I think I think that's where everybody fails. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not in it's not in the brewing. Yeah. As an engineer, uh, when I was going through school, I got some great advice uh, from uh, uh, my wife's. Uh, my, well, we were dating then. Uh, her grandfather to take accounting, mm-hmm. and uh, and that was one of the you know. So I took accounting courses and economics courses, and they were extremely valuable. That's excellent advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it, it's only I think if you look at it as a home brewer thinking about you know uh, making brewing your profession. If you're just going to be a brewer, then go to brewing school. But mm-hmm. if you're going to open a brewery, then go to business school. Yeah. Uh, you know, is it, are you going to, it comes down to the focus on what you want to do. Do you want to be in the mash or do you want to be running the business? Yes. There's a yeah. difference between being a technician and being an entrepreneur. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that thing is, you know, not working in the business, it's working on the business. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do this. Let's take uh, another short break. And when we come back, more great advice from uh, the John and the John (laughs) after this. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the Home Brewed Chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read 
read your way to better homebrew. When Michael Fairbrother started Moonlighting, he had no idea how quickly his dream was going to grow. Having homebrewed for 15 years, Michael decided to go pro, but not with beer. While attending his homebrew club meetings, he saw ladies knocking their men out of the way to try his mead. Moonlight Meadery is now two years old and can produce 200,000 bottles a year. It's the first New Hampshire winery to ever distribute to California and Australia. In fact, you can find Find Moonlight Meadery Meads in Connecticut, Massachusetts, Maine, Rhode Island, Vermont, and New Hampshire. And they ship direct to 17 states. They produce 56 different varieties of mead and are unlike anything you've ever seen on the market. Michael Fairbrother at Moonlight Meadery is a real success story that can make the BN Army proud. Visit Moonlight Meadery in Londonderry, New Hampshire or online at MoonlightMeadery.com. I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. What does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious meals at your favorite restaurant and at home. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Are you a hophead? Beer lovers of all stripes will love Brewers Publications' latest release, IPA, Brewing Techniques, Recipes, and the Evolution of India Pale Ale by Mitch Steele. I wanted to write a book that presented an accurate review of the history of IPA and also provided current technical brewing tips and recipe information. India Pale Ale is a style I love because it has a rich, fascinating history, and today it provides brewers a showcase for all the great new hop varieties that are available. I'm so proud of this book, and I know you'll enjoy all the recipes and thoughts from so many of the world's great IPA brewers. IPA is available now from Brewers Publications at brewerspublications.com and your favorite homebrew store. Order your copy today and take your hop forward beers to the next level. American Homebrewers Association and Brewers Association members receive early notice and special discounts to most Brewers Publication releases. Visit brewerspublications.com to learn more and to find a schedule of author appearances. IPA by Mitch Steele. Get yours today. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. 
Back to your hosts, Jamil Zainashef and John Palmer. Putting the testicles in technical. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. We're talking uh, setting up your nano and uh, equipment and, and just all the various things. And, you know, I haven't been that much of a proponent of the nano thing because I always felt like, well, if you're going to do it, you know, go big, go big, just dive in and, and do it and be successful because, you know, it's going to be impossible to make enough money to really make the pay- nano pay off. And I think I was looking at, you know, when people are using, you know, uh, you know, uh, top tier and they've got the, you know, the 20 gallon pot and they're making, you know, a half barrel at a time. It's kind of like, ah, you know, half barrel. That's that's really tricky. You could do it. But now, that work. but now that we're talking one barrel, two barrel, now, and you know, and the more we talk about it, if you could retail across a bar top, yeah. you know, your own little tasting room, if you could sell a thousand barrels a year, it's not that difficult with a two barrel system. It's right. not that difficult to make a thousand barrels. That's 500 batches, 500. That's, you know, two a day. And you could, you could hire somebody, you know, to do that, that wants to learn the business and all that. You could do that yourself. But, uh, you know, that's not that difficult to do two a day. You could make over a thousand barrels in a year. A thousand barrels retailed at, you know, five bucks a pint. In our area here, it's six, seven bucks a pint. But, you know, you could be discounted four bucks a pint. Mm-hmm. You could make some pretty good money at that. Yep. You know, that's, that's enough where you could actually pay yourself a decent wage. <laughs> You can actually, you know, and you, you'll have a small else, place yeah. where you don't need that big, a, you know, a fanciest space, um, you know, and and that I think you could make a living at. Mm-hmm. And that's something that will get the attention of a bank. Yeah. You know, they're right. going to see, right. uh, you know, excellent margins on mm-hmm. a business that's got an established uh, right. uh, uh, sales base, uh, a business that's been in operation for a while, and then they're not as, they're not as afraid. And you're going to get a better uh, interest rates and all that if you, you know, but if you're just squeaking by, they're... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're going to be fairly reluctant, right? But we went through the numbers, and we're like, you know, you could you could produce twenty five hundred barrels on the two barrel, right? You know, you could uh, you could do that uh, if if you're doing that in a year, you're making some good cash. You're, yeah, I mean, you're mm-hmm. you're closing in on a million dollars in uh, in gross receipts at that point. And uh, out of that million dollars, you gotta you gotta have some profit out of that one million dollars. <laughs> and uh, you know, and even at like I said, if you could do five hundred or eight hundred barrels uh, across a, a bar counter, that's that's kind of considered the break even for a lot of brew pubs. Is eight hundred barrels, thousand barrels? You know, that's where they start to be profitable, and that's with you know a much bigger infrastructure. If you had a small tasting room, small, you know, you, you're not out a lot of money on the equipment. That I think I think I think you could really make make yeah. make a go of that. Yeah, well, you know, John, how much how much money are we talking to set up a nano brewery? I mean, ballpark. The the typical uh, system that that uh, we've been selling is a uh, fifty five gallon mash hot liquor tank boil kettle. Uh, we've got the uh, Therminator chiller. Uh, that's a good coupling with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't sell the burners. Uh, you know, we we have our uh, top tier burners, but they're in my opinion, a little undersized for the 55-gallon. You know, sure. you end up just waiting a lot of time. So we recommend a commercial stock pot range. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't sell those. We just don't any add any value uh, to it. But they're they're very commercially available. Mm-hmm. Uh, American Range makes a nice product. And um, so we'll, we'll sell those, the, the three vessels and um, chillers, uh, beer guns if they want a, a mm-hmm. bottle fill. Mm-hmm. And then as far as fermenters... Um, it's it's pretty common to see about six of the one barrel conical fermenters, uh, sure, yeah. uh, sold. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of that you, you just need to figure out. Okay, how long is it going to be uh, in the fermenter? How often am I going to brew? And you can do the math there and determine how many of those you need just to keep them mm-hmm. uh, keep them mm-hmm. rolling. Mm-hmm. And you know, a setup like that uh, for that equipment is going to be twelve to fifteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Yeah, whereas you know a microbrewery size system, right? Say seven barrel. Um, yeah, seven barrel plant. You're you're looking. Yeah, you know, it depends if you go with you know the basic, what I call the the stainless steel equivalent of you know uh, a two vessel bucket. Kind of system. You know where where it's just a vessel with you know heating. Um, you know you could be in it 
you know, once you add that, if you're going six fermenters, you need the, the, the plate chiller, you need, you know, right. all, all that. And then just getting the thing, you know, you know, hooked up to gas and all that. Uh, you know, when you go with a, a smaller burner, you can hook that up to gas. You don't need a special meter. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm out like fifteen grand putting a new meter in to, to <laughs> yeah. support you know a bigger boiler. Uh, you know, fifteen grand you can buy the whole nano thing. I'm buying a, I'm getting, I'm I'm buying just a gas meter gas. from PG and E. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so they could charge me the correct amount. I'm I'm getting, uh, I'm paying fifteen grand. Um, so uh, yeah, you know, uh, seven barrel brew plant. You're you're in the range of you know, you know, one fifty. 250 depending on how how uh technologically advanced yeah. you want it if so, you get up to uh you know 30 barrel brew plant uh you know with all the uh you know accompanying bells and whistles for like a four vessel you know you're you're, you're closing in uh you know 400 grand and then mm-hmm. everything else you need for the plant you know i'm i'm a million dollars into this thing yeah well, we see pretty commonly for uh, fermentation, since the vessels are, you know, in the grand scheme of things, they're still fairly small. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can be uh, cooled by atmospheric temperature. So mm-hmm. what a lot of these uh, uh, nanos have been doing is... Save yourself a lot there, yeah. Yeah, they just make a, a room uh, that uh, has got heavily insulated walls, and they'll use uh, uh, air conditioning units to mm-hmm. actually cool it. And uh, that not only works great for the fermentation, uh, but uh, you can segment that off and then you can move your kegs there that become your Mm -hmm. uh, conditioning tanks and um, uh, tax uh, determination tanks. Right, right. So, you know, that's that's fairly inexpensive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then if your plan is, okay, after two years or whatever, I'm going to move up to a three or five or seven barrel system, Mm -hmm. uh, then that becomes a great... um, uh, room for storing the rest of your product right you know so it's a lot of that you know forethought planning so that you're not building something that you mm-hmm. aren't going to need in the future mm-hmm. so that that's quite a bit uh less expensive than uh the glycol jacketing right uh, yeah. because that's just not going to be big enough when you go up to a larger system if mm-hmm. you're going to do uh beers where you need that well and you could you could go up to uh you know seven barrel fermenters uh, like I was saying, uh, seven or eights, right. mm-hmm. and do multi multi batches to fill them, and then um, and really that's know, something uh, you do with almost any brew, any size brewery right, anyway. Right, You're I would have... do that before replacing the brew plant. Yeah, yeah, you know, size those up, and you know, something like that. I imagine you could probably recirculate. Just uh, get a, you know, you could use the same cold room and just pump, uh, you know mix up some glycol and water and use a sump pump and just pump it through there. It's probably good enough to, to chill a, a seven barrel. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't, you know, depending if, if you're like in, do it yourself. Uh, you're, yeah. you're, you're down in, uh, you know, uh, Panama, uh, brewing. Mm-hmm. It's probably a little warm for that, but, uh, you know, or if you're in the, the wilds of the desert and it gets really hot in your building. Yeah. But if you're in a you know more moderate temperature, I, I bet you you could uh, chill a, a seven barrel or something like that. I'd be I'd be surprised if that wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, as you're talking about building the or, or you know bol- multiple batches into the seven, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm also finding that one of the advantages that some of the smaller uh, nanos have uh, is, and I know Darren did this, and I know um, uh, the Cave Mountain Brewery. Uh, did they have? In fact, Cave Mountain has twelve different beers on tap uh, at one time, and I know wow. Darren's probably at eight to ten. You know, so and he can change those very quickly. So it's it's always something new and fresh for when the customers come back in. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, what have you dreamt up this time? You right. know, and, oh, and, yeah. they, right. and they're always changing sure. things out. You know, so you know, whereas if if you're a small entity but you've got a tremendous amount of one style of beer, mm-hmm. you got to kind of figure out too. Okay, when's that? beer going to get past its prime and right. and oh and yeah, have yeah. yeah you have to you have to uh plan it out but there there comes a point where you've got your flagship and everybody wants that mm-hmm. that beer and they come in and they want it day in and day out right and if you they'll try other stuff and they enjoy that but they want to make sure after they've tried a pint of that they want their regular beer and they want multiple pints that's of it. right and you got to have that on hand 
and it, it's just you, you have to you have to figure out your timing. But one and that's of the one to bring, to, yeah, and that's one to bring on that bigger, bigger uh, fermenter, and that I think bigger fermenter for that the, for that once you've established that the, the 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 thing that a lot of people don't understand is that you know the cost between you know one barrel and two barrel a two barrel isn't going to be double the cost of a one barrel, right. you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, I, I'm at um, I'm buying 120 barrel fermenters. The cost between the 120 barrel fermenters versus the 30 barrel fermenters that we bought is uh, 50% more than well, for three the 30 barrel. For, for four times the size, I'm paying 50% more. I'm getting 200% the volume. For I'm paying 50% the cost. Yeah. It has something to do with the square of the diameter. Right. Exactly. And the amount of steel. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so, uh, you know. Uh, you know, when you're looking at these bigger fermenters, you can, you know, you end up adding one of those. It's like, wow, you know, rather than buying, uh, you know, a lot of smaller fermenters, and you could do that. And I think it's good to have, you know, variety in multiple fermenters. And uh, especially when you're starting out, really, really good idea. But I think the point being that, you know, even with a small brew plant, you can produce a substantial amount of beer if you, if you work yeah. it right. And in the same space, and they'll be able to uh, really kind of crank up the production and uh, be profitable, uh, you know, uh, with the same, yeah. you know, Blickman, uh, you know, brew plant. That's a good point. Yeah, you don't want to run out, run out of your flagship. All right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, yeah, uh, 15, 12 to 15 on the equipment, you know, give yourself some some extra. If you had 20, I think you you probably yeah. could get this thing open Which is, and run. That's, you know, home equity loan kind of kind of money really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's always those little incidentals yeah. that right. add up, you know. Yeah. Piping and stands mm-hmm. for this and, you know, mm-hmm. no stools for the bar and, you know, a few few months of rent, you got to make sure you have that. Sure. Yeah, while you're while you're getting, you know, before you're actually even producing anything. Yeah. Your mm-hmm. brewer's bond, that's going to be $1,000. What's that? <laughs> you don't remember, like, show number three. No. Three, well. Um, uh, no, the brewer's bond, so TTB, the federal government, they're going to want you to pay, uh, give them some money to hold on to to make sure you're going to pay your taxes. Oh, okay. And, it's all about the taxes, brother. Yeah. And yep. so you got to write them a check for $1,000. Oh, okay. So I don't know that you ever get that check back. In theory, I suppose you could get it back. But in reality, you just keep writing them another check to strengthen your bond. Once you get once you get past like 1,500 barrels, you need to write them another check, uh, a strengthening bond. Yeah, so after a while, you got a pretty good bond going to the federal government. Oh, yeah, yeah. And hopefully it's not handcuffs. Yeah. All right. Um, let's do this. Let's um, let's take our third and final break. What do you say, JP? And then we'll uh, and we'll wrap this up with some questions from the uh, chat and uh, uh, I don't know, whatever else. Okay. Back after this. <laughs> BN Army, HopTech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. HopTech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of holy pops. And HopTech not only carries Y-yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeve shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** 
knocked off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the Uber Special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzenstein? Yes, J.P. Lohr. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My daughter, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha <laughs> Yes, J.P. Lohr, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Glickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy a pint. Don't be silly, J.P. Or we have beer to brew. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones, no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits? $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt. The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit AustinHomebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have many clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of BrewVent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, AustinHomebrew.com. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeast, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's super yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. To the beer guys that make other beer guys look like wine guys. Brew strong. 
All right, we're back, enjoying a uh, a rare opportunity to be with uh, Mr. John Blickman uh, here live in the studio. And and when I see John Blickman, my my heart just fills with romance. I'm not sure I know what to think about <laughs> <Love>. that. <laughs> well, and if you're thinking about romance and love, I'll tell you. Go to our other fine sponsor. Our other fine sponsor, adamandeve.com. Uh, you can go there, and uh, if uh, f- for a limited time, if you use the offer code Jamel, J-A-M-I-L. That's right. My my name is an offer code on adamandeve.com. Uh, my wife thinks that's very interesting. Uh, you'll get uh, 50% off just about any one item. Uh, they'll also give you, you you actually get to choose three free adult DVDs from a wide variety of categories, such as... Extract, all grain. <laughs> extract, all grain, uh, late hopping, anal amateur, Asian, big breasts, big butts, bisexual, chunky coeds, fetish, gay, interactive POV, lesbian, MILFs, etc. And uh, uh, you get the one item, uh, 50% off, you get the three free DVDs, and uh, you're going to get yourself uh, free shipping and a free mystery gift. So you go there, you buy yourself some uh, adult toy or lube or whatever you want, and uh, you get all that stuff for free by using the offer code Jamel, J-A-M-I-L. And you can even shop with your mobile phone. I know, John, you're away from your computer. You can whip out your mobile phone, and you go to adamandeve.com, and you can get yourself all sorts of uh, lovely lovely battery-operated devices. No problem. You get 50% off. And the free shipping and the free DVDs. And so, the spanking and the paddle. Mystery doubles as a mash paddle. Mash pa- the mash spanking paddle, yes. So check them out. AdamandEve.com. All right, so we're uh, talking about equipment, wrapping up our, our show here. Uh, JP, you got any questions in the chat? I bet you there's like a thousand of them. Uh, well, there's not quite that many, but... Uh, yeah, we only have two listeners. There's so one. No, um, so 50% response. All right. Let's see about your uh, Nano. This is all homebrew stuff. Here we go. Mm-hmm. From um, I'll give you one guess as to who this question's from. Spider Wrangler. There you go. Buddy. Um, so it seems that JC oh, has he owes me. He owes his, me a, uh, uh, a Galaxy Brewed Beer. I don't Galaxy know what that Hot means. Brewed beer. I oh, hop, hops. Okay. Right. <clears throat> he owes me a beer. Uh, so it seems that Jay-Z has changed his mind on nanos, at least with across-the-bar sales, to bolster the numbers. I think so. Does he still have the same opinion for trying to do keg sales as a nano? <sighs> yeah, keg sales going to suck. You're just not going to make enough. Um, you know, even at 2,500 barrels, I think you'd be screwed. I think you need... That's very tough. Very tough. And it's, it, Unless you're going to bottle. If you sold it all in bottles... Then you can make it work, but if you're going to do it in draft to retail locations, be prepared to just muddle by. I think for for a period of time, um, you know, you, you could do the proof of concept thing, but you either need to get bigger, you know, fairly quick, or you need to um, do more retail sales across your own tasting room, or you need to sell in bottles. Most right. of the guys that I've talked to that are starting up are doing cross-the-counter sales or a mix. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but bottles will do it. You get yourself a beer gun, bottle stuff up. I know uh, a couple of uh, commercial breweries and one that's at uh, 15 barrels that does uh, you know, a 15-barrel brew plant, and they brew into 30-barrel fermenters, and they bottle everything with a Blickman beer gun. And they, they sell on Beer Jobber and uh, everything else. <laughs> And now it, it takes more work than an automated, you know, $300,000 bottling line, but the, it gets you done. Do they all look like Popeye? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, i tell you, I made up a four-gang Blickman bottling device, and JP was helping with the, the bottling of the worry. And uh, and the one thing I was thinking is I should, you know, I should remove some of these springs or cut some of these springs down. I, you know, I was in a hurry. I had to have it ready the next morning. And... Uh, I'll tell you, four of those springs <laughs> by the end. Uh, Chris, our head brewer, and I were doing the, the working the beer guns, and uh, by the end, our, my hands were just cramping up. Seriously, your, your hands hadn't cramped them cramped that much in seventh grade, huh? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you know, since uh, second year of marriage. No, no, no. Um, it, it was it was just you know four of those springs way too much. So, word of advice: just trim the springs down or something if you're gonna. If you're going to gang four four beer guns together, but it worked really well. I was thinking of uh, 
I should have done six, and we were going to do two of those. They actually, I was, I, I, I drilled out the holes on the uh, on a on a uh, uh, wooden uh, sawhorse. Yeah, I got down at, I just picked a wooden sawhorse down at uh, Home Depot. I, I got a, a hole saw that was like uh, the same size as the bottles, and just bore it out like a half inch deep. And so we just set the bottles in there, and then the beer guns would just kind of tilt in fill them all pull them out and then these guys would grab the the bottles and cork them and cage them nice worked quite well we did we did nearly you make you make these awesome products we did nearly five thousand bottles in uh it was about eight hours or so eight to ten hours i'll be dang you know when i when i I concepted four four beer guns the beer gun to beginning with i'm in the back of my mind thinking i really don't think this is going to work but what the hell I got a lathe and a, and a milling machine. I'm going to give this a try. Yep. <laughs> and my first reaction was, "Damn, that actually worked." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it worked. I mean, we're we're bottling uh, relatively still beer. We we carbonate. Uh, and a lot of breweries do this. We'll carbonate. You, you mix your beer with um, your priming sugar and your your bottling yeast. But you know, the the first thing you do is. Um, we, we carbonate it to a certain level. We carbonate it to, I think, um, you know, like one and a half to two volumes. And then we knew exactly, because we can measure that with a, we have a measuring device. We can measure their carbonation level. We're totally getting off the subject. And then um, uh, we pitch our, our yeast and our sugar because we know exactly how much it's going to take from that point to get to the, the level we want. So we get bottled conditioning, but we get... A, a, a very a precise, yeah. a very precise measure of what uh, CO two is going to be in there, and because one of the problems when if you don't carbonate it ahead of time is you don't know how much is in there. A lot of breweries have trouble with that, so a lot of breweries that's that's how they do it. So we did that, so it didn't really require the full uh, power of the the beer gun, but it allowed us to purge the bottles with CO two, and then uh, you know fill them all, and uh, you know. Again, five thousand models. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty quick with with four beer guns. I'm impressed. Yeah, um, we're, we'll do I'm it almost again. tearing up here. We got a, we got I'm a so sour impressed. coming up because they won't run, run the sours through the regular the bottling line. line. So um, uh, we're we'll do it with beer guns again. Mm. You but should I'll come out at the spring season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> I have to start with those little spring-loaded hand things. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll cut the springs for the next time. I think I actually I'll put four more beer guns together. Yeah, that for a sour, that'd be worth definitely yeah. worth coming out for. Of course, everyone's like, so, so did, did Blickman give you these beer guns? I'm like, no, I had to buy them retail. I bought them from uh, Northern Brewer. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just supporting the retailers. <laughs> yeah. Just but, trying to grow the hobby. Yeah, yeah. I, I bought uh, four beer guns from Northern Brewer. Not in the Shut fact up, that Jamil never shipping. asked. <laughs> of course, I'd feel wrong asking. That's the only problem. Shit, um, I need everything I can get. What do you think of that? I'll ask for you, Jamil. All right. Uh, yeah, I felt, I so felt like I could So did we answer that question? Uh, I, I'm sure we did. All right, so what's the next question? Any other questions? That's it. All right. Uh, shall we wrap this up? Uh, one thing I wanted to ask that I didn't get to uh, was, what's the lead time on getting this nano equipment if i wanted to start my nano how long do i need to plan to get like a two barrel brew plant or one barrel brew plant and and fermenters yeah, the three vessels and the six fermenters from you i uh, generally we have it shipped out within two or three days of receipt of order okay okay and so then, these, uh, you know again these are these are mass produced product you know because we're we're really you know our our business is structured around um the homebrew market that you know is a lot higher volume sort uh-huh. of quantity and um you know and, and these products uh are right along with that so now do they order this direct from you or from any of the retailers that uh like northern brewer now more beer they carry your full lineup how do they how do they get we're we're always a big supporter of the local homebrew supply stores mm-hmm. Um, for commercial entities, um, we, uh, have an agreement that we can, uh, sell, uh, direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, then again, you know, if, 
it, it's always good to support those local stores. Okay. Uh, they've uh, really done a great job growing the hobby, right. uh, which in most cases is how a lot of the commercial uh, breweries got their start. So mm-hmm. I'm always a big You'll proponent sell of them as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, and that's a good thing. You know, you can get a relationship with your, your, your homebrew shop and you're going to need a lot of other things. You know, that's right. you're going to need a lot of other products and maybe you can make instead of trying to go direct to the, the high volume, you know, like I buy malt, you know, buy, you know, like 10,000 pounds at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you just need a couple hundred pounds, you, you might be better to go to your retailer and just say, hey, look, I'm starting this commercial venture. Let's start a relationship. You know, let's start a relationship. You know, give me a discount. When you come in, you can have free pints plus, you know, we'll all, you know, I'll send people back your way. You know, maybe, you know, and I need to buy this, uh, you know, this Bookman equipment. You know, you can, you can, you know, build, and it goes back to that whole business thing. Yeah. It's about building relations, business about relationships and, you know, uh, understanding that it's a business. And I think, you know, the more you can build relationships, the better off you're going to be in this business. You can be penny wise and pound foolish. Yes. I like to pound foolish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking to the stripper down there. <laughs> Martinez got me all messed up. All right. Uh, well, that's it. Another fine show, then. I think. Uh, thank you very much, Mr. John Blickman, uh, for sitting in with us. And uh, all you listeners, I suggest you go to uh, BlickmanEngineering.com. Blickman with two N's. Go out and check it out. Lots of great equipment there. Lots of stuff to innovate your brew day, whether you be commercial or a uh, home brewer. Uh, lots of great stuff. I highly suggest getting yourself a top-tier system with Tower of Power. Definitely. I think that's that's it's, just the way to go. It's, it's a it's, sweet it's, system. It's, it's, it's sweet. You get it from uh, uh, just about any uh, local retailer is going to be able to get that for you. So check that out, BlickmanEngineering.com. While you're at it, send John a nice email telling him how much you appreciate that he's paid for this show so you didn't have to. And if you enjoy the Brewing Network, check out uh, the Brewing Network store. Lots of goodies there. You can uh, sign up for Brew Your Own Magazine. It's a great uh, great sponsor as well. Click on that, sign up. When you do, half of your subscription price, that's easy for you to say, goes back to the Brewing Network. Uh, I, I do a style profile column for the last four years there. John writes for him. Uh, we get a lot of good stuff uh, out of Brew Your Own. And uh, you get a great magazine. It also supports the Brewing Network. So check all that out as well. Until then, Bruce Strong. Bruce Strong, everybody.